At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Vegas, Nevada. We're here at our recent studio at Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Bonantoni here with you for the next hour. Stephanie Kamershack in the producer's chair back behind our fancy wall here. And a lot to get to covering the craziness that was, of course, Thursday night football last night and um, thirsty Thursday football and the college football action. Bad beat there as well. And we've got a great guest lineup. Kenny White of CBS Sports HQ going to come on, give his best college football picks and in the NFL for Sunday, Chris Andrew. South Point Sportsbook Director is going to give us the book's perspective. And my partner in the Circa Millions, Rich Bon and Tony. No relation. Just kidding. He's my dad. He is going to come on and we're going to kind of talk through our picks and our strategy um, every week that we have in the contest. So that'll be a lot of fun. Time to get things started, though, with our top five stories you need to know. And of course, we got to jump right into that Thursday night football matchup because Giants Moneyline bettors are just losing their mind Brutal losing to the Washington football team 30 to 29 covered the plus three and a half, but a one point loss on a last second field goal that I mean, let's go through it. So you've got the Heineke interception Giants field goal Washington back the other way. Dustin Hopkins sets up for the 43 yarder. There's a flag drills it on the second try. Brutal five lead changes in the game. Three of them in the fourth quarter. But Danny Dimes is Washington's kryptonite. No more getting their first win. Uh, it's what feels like forever over the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones did make some prop betters happy, though, namely our producer, Steph, who got 16-1 to 1 on that first touchdown of the game prop. Well done. Overall, though, Giants just seem kind of like a mess in general, though. You got Kenny Galladay freaking out on the sideline. And um, what was this? There's post on Instagram from Kadarius Tony said, he's not mad stuff just be lame for him right now he did not say stuff mind you but i mean things just not looking good over there in in giants country it seems and of course we did see a tough injury as well for tackle nick gates he left the game with a broken leg Um, now an already unmanned line is gonna have to dig a little bit deeper so um keep an eye on that let's turn our attention here to number two though and the washington football team taylor heineke was asked by michael irvin on nfl network's post game show if he feels like he earned the right to be the quarterback for the Washington football team the rest of the year. And here was his response. I do, and I have confidence that I can do it. So if those guys in the locker room and the facility have confidence and believe in me, that's all that matters, and I believe they do. And that's exactly what J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington told us yesterday, too, is that this is a group that's really rallied behind Taylor Heineke. They like him a lot. They believe in him. Had a great day, too. 24-46, 336 yards, two touchdowns. Of course, the costly interception. But that was really only his his one real mistake of the day. I liked it, and I love the confidence. Just toss it up to Terry. Just toss it to Scary Terry. You will be fine the rest of the way. Moving on to number three. We talked Thirsty Thursday college football yesterday, of course. Louisiana Lafayette playing Ohio. Okay, Lafayette is up 42-14 to 14 over Ohio. Total, mind you, 56 and a half. 
So right on the 56, and then with less than a minute to go, John Stevens Jr., 13-yard touchdown, scoring garbage time, under betters, can't believe it, ruining lives all over the place, making some. Never know if it's a bad beat or a great win. Up to you, whoever it is. If it happens to you, that's how you know. Number four, Dolphins wide receiver Will Fuller will not play again this week. He sat out the team's week one win, serving the final game of that PED suspension that was a carryover from last year. But now, head coach Brian Flores says it's with a, an unspecified personal issue. His, his quote on the matter said, things happen. When they happen, they're not a part of every day. It's a surprise from that standpoint. He's dealing with it. We'll support him. So you never want to speculate on these things, obviously. But whatever it is, it sounds like it's something personal that he's dealing with and doesn't sound good. Fuller signed that one-year $10 million contract this offseason coming over from his last five years with Houston. Part of that influx of offensive skill Miami was trying to bring in to help Tua. So, um, you know, wish him the best uh, and obviously hope that he can get back. Increased snaps now for Jalen Waddle, Devontae Parker, etc. Number five, more injuries you need to know. We already mentioned the Giants there, but big one. Josh Jacobs has been ruled out for the Raiders at Steelers this weekend after missing practice this week with a toe and ankle injury. He's not going to be out there leaving Kenyon Drake. As the starter, also out for the Raiders. Remember, we told you earlier this week, defensive tackle Gerald McCoy, guard Denzel Good. They're done for the season. They will, however, have Yannick Ngakwe back. So available on the D-line after being limited this past week with a hamstring. So at least they get one guy back. The Vikings also have ruled out Anthony Barr, Christian Derrissaw, and Everson Griffin. Griffin being placed in concussion protocol. And this was, this was a really weird story. Um, everyone was worried about why he was on the list. And then they found out he was in a car accident where he was swerving to miss a deer on the way to the facility on Thursday. Interesting. That's scary. I am a terrible driver, so I would not want to. But, I mean, yeah, we'll see if more information comes out about that. Minnesota, by the way, plus three and a half at Arizona this weekend. Time now to bring in our guy, Kenny White, CBS Sports HQ, KennyWhiteSports.com. Follow him at Vegas. How's it going, buddy? Hi, Stormy. Doing great. Uh, glad to uh, be with you here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so special that uh, you and I are doing a uh, show together. I know. I'm so excited. And you'll have to give me some good stuff to like razz on my dad with. He's coming on later on the show so we can talk <laughs> through our Circa picks. So if by the time we're done with this segment, you think of anything I can give him grief about, please do. Um, I know that you like to play. We were just talking about the Raiders and all of their injuries. I believe you like to play in this game. Does the Josh Jacobs news sway you any other way or does it just reinforce maybe what you already had thinking yeah you know with that type of injury uh um, i was thinking that he was going to be splitting snaps with kenyon drake anyway and uh the raiders uh that was a good pickup kenyon drake this guy's got great speed he's a very good back uh and he's going to be that that passing back too he's he's an every down back he may not be as good of a goal line back as Josh Jacobs is, but uh, it's not that big of a drop off. We just obviously lose a little bit of depth with uh, with just the one back this week. But uh, that's 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 a great pickup by the by the Raiders, though. Kenyon Drake. Yeah, no question. Agree with you. Um, just in terms of this game as a whole, what kind of read do you have on it? For me, my immediate thought is Raiders coming off such an emotional game at home, this big win. Now they got to fly cross country change time zones, all these injuries, short week, seems like a lot of things are stacked up against them. You just, you're like, you were reading my notes, Stormy. <laughs> I figured you were in my office looking at everything I've written down for the game. But yeah, those are, those are big keys. A Monday night game, overtime, 
Such an emotional win. First game with fans in the stands. Uh, it's hard to uh, duplicate that those type of emotions, and that's what you need in football. You've got to be fired up and be sky high. That's that's as high as you can get for a football player that Monday night game, and to come out with that win. Oh my goodness, that's so amazing. Then you got to travel, and now you have to play Pittsburgh. And when you play Baltimore, you're playing a hard hitting football team. They hit hard, so you're going to be a little bit sore this week than you normally would, and it is a short week. Um, I think Pittsburgh, this is a very good spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I laid the five and a half here. I think this game could go up to six and a half or seven. Yeah, that's what I see on the board right now is six and a half for the Steelers. And what kind of a read just have you gotten on that team? I mean, coming off a big win over the Bills, it seems like a lot of people had the Steelers counted out in that game. But I mean, leave it to Mike Tomlin, right? Yeah, you, Mike Tomlin's one of the best. And if he wants to coach 15 more years, he's going to be Bill, in Bill Belichick's class. He really is because he's still a young guy and a, a tremendous coach. His teams are always well-prepared. Uh, they, they knew and they made the right adjustments in the second half. They finally got their offense going. Uh, ben Roethlisberger looks great. He's not Big Ben anymore. I think he's medium Ben now. And he's got so many weapons. Uh, they're going to be very good again. Well-coached. Uh, and I've, I've had to raise my power rating up on them. My Their weakness is the offensive line, but i got to believe that's going to gel each and every week. They just, they need to run the football more to be successful, and I think they'll be able to do that. Medium Ben. I like that a lot. We'll see if he still is wearing his, his old, bigger T-shirts, <laughs> make him swim in those things. Another game I know you liked, Colts plus three and a half, hosting the Rams. I feel like this is kind of a bold play. Why do you like it? Yeah, you're right. You know, the, the Rams were the biggest adjustment I made on any of my power ratings this past week. And watching that game against the Bears, I felt like, hey, just crown the Rams Super Bowl champs right now. They look that good. Um, with, with Matthew Stafford at quarterback, he's able to stretch the field now, and they are able to use Sean McVay's entire playbook. This is going to be a very high-scoring football team each and every week. And then they've got a great defense. So I raised their power rating four and a half points. I never do that. It was such a knee-jerk reaction by me, but I didn't want to bet against them. Mm -hmm. That being said, all of, all of a sudden, uh, the next week after I raised the rating that far, I still have a play. I only made the Rams a one and a half point favorite over the Colts. I, I, I like this Colt team. Um, I think that uh, Carson Wentz, Maybe needed to shake off some of the rust last week. That was his first game in I don't know how many months, 18 months or something like that. Uh, he's a really good quarterback. Frank Reich's a very smart coach. He had his choice of whatever quarterback he wanted, and he went with Carson Wentz. So he knows this guy can play. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think they'll be able to open up the offense a little bit more this week. Uh, they, do, they do have a lot of guys questionable, but I'm counting on every one of those guys playing. Now, if some of those guys don't play and they get ruled out, uh, tomorrow or the next day, I won't be playing. I won't be playing the Colts because they got several very good offensive linemen that are questionable and a couple of defensive guys. But I always say questionable. They're going to play. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we saw at least for an example yesterday. Saquon Barkley questionable, right? But everybody all day was talking about how he was expected to play in terms of the Carson Wentz situation. Uh, yeah, we all know that he and Frank Reich have a good relationship, so you can see why he would want to believe in him and. I'll be interested to see, though, if that rust really is dusted off just in one week. We'll, we'll have to see. And hey, remember, everybody, to stay up to date on all of this stuff, you're going to want to make sure you download the free Odds Trader app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks. You can get access, injury reports, in-game action, 
so much more. Go to oddstrader.com. And Kenny, we got more with you coming up. We're going to talk college football, right? You got some good stuff for us? Yes, I do. Hang around. Yes, hang around. And make sure you get Kenny White's Power Rankings book as well. Check him out once again at K. Uh, oh, my gosh. What's your Twitter handle? At KYD Vegas. KYD Vegas. Got it. <laughs> we'll be right back. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every single game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer, only $22 a month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. I'm Stormy Bonantoni back here on My Guys in the Desert. Joined right now by Kenny White, kennywhitesports.com. Also give him a follow at kwhiteyvegas. Um, listen, we just talked to NFL, but it's time to get down with college football. We all know how great your power rankings have been, your power ratings. Um, the biggest game that's being bet this week, as expected, top-ranked Alabama, number 11, Florida, Alabama looks like a repeat contender early on there for that national championship, but a double-digit spread against the top 11 team is never an easy task. Yeah, you got that right in Stormy College football. That's This is where you got to make your money. Uh, this this is going to be a great game. And, and Florida is one of the best teams in the country getting points. So it's actually the best team in the country mm. that's an underdog this weekend. So that means a lot. You want to take good teams plus points. I like Florida in the game for that fact that they're getting more than two touchdowns. I know how good Alabama is. They're my number one team in the country by four and a half points over Clemson right now. And I still have Clemson the second best team in the country. Uh, I think they're still going to be there at the end. Uh, Bryce Young, great quarterback, great talent. Uh, He hasn't shown me the dual threat capability yet. He's been in the pocket most of the time. Uh, This will be his first true road game, and the Swamp will be rocking one of the best home fields in college football. Um, I can't wait to watch this kid play a redshirt freshman on Florida, Anthony Richardson. He's six for 11 so far for 192 yards through the air, one touchdown. That's 18 yards of pass he's averaging. And running, he's run 11 times. He's left the pocket for 275 yards, 25 yards a rush, two touchdowns. Uh, He did come up a little uh, gimpy on one of the long touchdowns in the last game, but they said May have just been a cramp. He is 100%. He will play this week. Emory Jones is their starter, who has not looked good so far in a vanilla offense because they haven't shown anything yet because of this game right here. So Dan Moen will pull all the stops out in this one. They lost last year 52-46 in the SEC championship game. So a little revenge for the Gators as well. I think it's going to be a little closer game than people think. Okay, I, I'm curious to figure out this quarterback situation over there with Florida because, like you said, Emory Jones the starter, but he's got an SEC worst four picks through these first two games so far, and Richardson has been dynamic. He's had that playmaking ability, the chunk plays. He's doing it in the air and on the ground. Why is Emory Jones still the starter? He's, Emory Jones has a lot of talent, um, and I, I didn't see the four picks. I don't know if they were tipped, they were missed balls, wide receivers didn't run a route or what. 
Uh, and I think that's why I, that uh, Dan Moen's staying with him for now. But I think you're going to see closer to a 50-50 split. And sooner or later, um, Anthony Richardson's going to win that job. All right, moving ahead. Michigan State plus six and a half at number 24, Miami. Total there, 56 and a half. Two teams that play pretty up-tempo. This is a game that's seen the second most action. What are you thinking? Yeah, you're right, Stormy. You're good. They do play up-tempo. Michigan State has never been an up-tempo program. They have always been kind of like Wisconsin, uh, power running game, grind it out, shorten the game, play defense. But now under Mel Tucker and the offensive coordinator, Jay Johnson, they're running a spread option attack that is going up tempo. They're the 24th fastest tempo in the country. They're number six in yards per play, so they're explosive as well. Uh, Redshirt sophomore quarterback Peyton Thorne has been 30 for 46, no interceptions. 460 yards and five touchdowns. He has been super good. And then Derek King on the other side. Miami is the eighth fastest offense in the country. And we know how good Derek King is. And I think he needed to get out there a couple of games uh, after that ACL injury and surgery. The surgery was only nine months ago. It's amazing that he made it back on the field this fast, then had to play Alabama. That was really tough. So last week, kind of a letdown game. Uh, against Appalachian State. This one, looking forward to it. I think King will be much better. This will be a fun game to watch. Back and forth, a lot of scoring. Yeah, it was, it was a bummer to see the way that they came out week one, and then, as you said, kind of a letdown against App State. But I don't think people should be totally out on this team just yet, and they clearly have the more talented roster in this game, no question. Um, next one here, number eight, Cincinnati at Indiana. Minus three and a half, four-point favorites, all the money uh, going Cincinnati's way. So it seems Tim Murray, our guy, loved Indiana in this spot. He is all over them. Um, but I believe you have a lean on the total here. Yeah, I like the total. I'm seeing 88% of the bets on Cincinnati so far. And that, that makes sense. It's at such a good team at a short price. But I'm scared of the game. Indiana's very good football team. Uh, Tom Allen's got a quarterback in Michael Penix Jr. that can stretch the field. He can throw the ball 70 yards, 80 yards down the field. Uh, rough start versus Iowa. Throw that out. Versus Idaho, they were very vanilla. This team averaged 31 a game last year, 34 the year before that. Um, I think you'll see a very good offensive game at Indiana. And Cincinnati, we always think defense. Team averaged 37 a game last mm -hmm. year. And uh, Desmond Ritter, their quarterback, outstanding dual threat guy. He's already thrown six touchdown passes in just 47 throws so far this year. So their offense is clicking. Both teams got to put up points here. Indiana has to match Cincinnati's scoring here. I know this is a little silly, but do you, maybe it's not. Do you think that Desmond Ritter, if Cincinnati continues to kind of win out the way they have, make that push for the playoff, is he a Heisman contender? Yeah, how about that? His numbers right now look like he should be, and you're right. If they go undefeated, uh, he's a big reason why, because their offense is great. So, yeah, I'm not sure what his odds are. I haven't looked lately, but I think he was 30 or 40 to 1 in that range. We've got uh, Auburn Penn State, a whiteout at Penn State. They're favored over the Tigers, a number around 5. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm still trying to figure out why Bo Nix is so much better at home than he is on the road. <laughs> You're right. He is. His stats are amazing. Night and day. You got to stop, you gotta stop um, telling me I'm right. Even a broken clock's right once a day, right? Is that what they say? <laughs> <laughs> You're right on, though, if you say it. I got I to gotta answer back. You're stealing my notes again. You know, they, they played they played probably the easiest schedule in the country. Um, I have Akron ranked 165 
out of all the FBS and FCS teams. That's They would be 35th best FCS team in the country. Um, and Alabama State, number 235 out of 250 plus teams. Uh, so they, they've had an extremely easy schedule. They are a very good team. Um, Brian Harrison's there now, the ex-Boise State coach. Uh, but I like Penn State. Uh, I think that they played uh, Wisconsin really strong. Their defense looked great in that game. Their quarterback, Sean Clifford's taking care of the football. Uh, they're both, they're solid on both sides. They have the better offensive line and they have the better defensive line and they've got that whiteout going and it's, it's going to be a six point home advantage for a non-conference team coming into Beaver stadium. So yeah, I'm, I'm all over the Nittany lions. This line's come down throughout the week. I've seen it come down to from six to five and a half down to five. I saw some four and a halfs. I think it's a smoke screen, and I think you're going to see this number go back up tomorrow. Okay. Interesting. We'll keep an eye on that. And yeah, hundred thousand plus in that building. Uh, could be wild, a, a building that won't be quite as wild uh, for our UNLV Rebels, but Iowa State coming to town, total on that one, 53. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I hope it's quiet. No fireworks, no scoring. <laughs> Let's keep it keep it just a dull, a dull game. Okay. Uh, not like last night's Louisiana game where they scored late. Not, oh, I not, know. Nothing like that. Oh. Yeah, no bad, no bad beats here. I'm going under the total. Uh, Marcus Arroyo has decided to run the football they're running it right now 64 percent of the time the 20th most of any team in the country and they're playing extremely slow 29.2 seconds in between snaps that makes them 111 out of 130 and they're number 120 in yards per play 4.1 yards a play iowa state's defense is top 20. uh they they play great d's i i can't see you and i'll be moving the football not sure if broomfield's gonna play he's got a concussion uh, I think he's the better quarterback out of the two, but both guys have combined for less than 50% passing and less than five yards of pass. Just just awful right now, this offense. So uh, Matt Campbell, he doesn't run scores up. Looking at the last five games where he's been a 20-plus favorite, he's 1-4 ATS. I'm not suggesting bet UNLV. I'm just suggesting Matt Campbell will not run the score up. So don't be alarmed. If it's high in the first half, the second half may be a great underplay, too. Their quarterback, Brock Purdy, has been disappointing to me. Every All four years, he started as a freshman, and all four years his power rating has gone down. His yards per pass, 10.2 to 8.4 to 7.5 and to 6.4 this year. He has really lost. I don't know what happened, if he had an injury that we don't know about, but his his stats are way down every single year. That's not the way it's supposed to go, Kenny. <laughs> no, you're supposed to get better. You see, every guy get better, but not, to get better. not in this case. Come on. Thank you so much, yeah. Kenny. Really, really appreciate the time. And hey, UNLV, I swear, the first quarter of that Arizona State game last week had us fooled because it fell apart after that. Appreciate the time, and we'll have you on again soon, okay? So, mind your dad, though, Bill Dark, who used to be Bill Dark's race in sportsbook. Our, your grandfather and my dad played on the same team together. Remind your dad, Bill used to pay me $10 a game at that point, and, and your dad only 5 what? Low blows. Oh, man. Yeah, that's where we're going. He liked, he liked me better. And he lost in the Little League Championship. And that's what you guys missed out in the break. Kenny told me my dad lost to, lost to Kenny in the Little League Championship. Oh, what? Did he win or did he lose? Now I don't remember what to make fun of him for. No, we won. You Our won. won. Okay, there we go. Got it. <laughs> Thanks again, Kenny. We'll see you soon. Coming up in just a little bit more college football and NFL action on the way. Stay with us on My Guys in the Desert.
You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are up and running with five new episodes every single week. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts as we welcome you back here to My Guys in the Desert live from Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino in our VSIN studio. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Time to step it up because you know how every week. There's guys that are out there that are playing unimpressive. They were supposed to blow it out of the water. No. This is who needs to step it up. Zeke Elliott. 11 carries, first of all, is ridiculous. And that's not a you problem. That's a coaching problem. But too talented of an asset to be an afterthought. 39 yards on 13 total touches. He shouldn't need extra motivation after all the work he put in this summer to slim down, get faster. Hopefully, a week one no-show will do the trick for him. The Chargers defense ranks first in the league against the pass to open the year. So Dallas is going to need Zeke on the ground. Dallas plus three and a half at the Chargers. Who else needs to step it up? Derrick Henry, two-time reigning rush champion, over 2,000 yards last season, held to just 58 yards against Arizona. Last season, he only ran for under 65 yards twice, and in the bounce-back game, had more than 200 yards each. So I don't know if King Henry can do it again, but I want to see it on the road. I know it's a hard place to play. Titans, Derrick Henry, and your O-line, too, quite frankly. Step it up. Next up, Josh Allen. The Bills are supposed to be a top team here in the AFC East. They look the part for maybe a flash here and there, but for the most part, non-existent. You're like, Stormy, that line isn't that bad, though. Okay, 30 of 51 passing isn't exactly stellar efficiency either. There was never a rhythm really established, and the loss is the worst stat that you're going to see. It always comes back to the quarterback. So step it up. Josh Allen, your skill set isn't a surprise to people anymore. Be better. I got faith in you. Love that Y.O. boy. Aaron Rodgers, I know this one isn't shocking at all, but come on. Crazy to think. That was literally the worst performance of his career. His worst loss ever as a starting quarterback. 133 yards, two picks, three points for the team. You're the reigning MVP of the league. Give me a break. Listen, I know that he's going to be better. Obviously, the Packers are going to be better, too. I I genuinely believe that. But I'll relax once you show me something a little better than that. This week, Packers minus 11 at the Lions. Time to welcome in Chris Andrews, director of the sportsbook over at the South Point, also VEASAN contributor, and my guy in the desert. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing great, Stormy. How are you doing? I'm great. As you can see, I'm upset with a few people around the league right now. Aaron (laughs) Rodgers, I don't know what's going on, but... What's what's how's that game? Uh, is that a game where like people are betting a lot on it now, or I know everybody really waits until Sunday, but that's one I think is just a pretty interesting game in general when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Will he bounce back and take it all out on the Lions, or won't he? Well, I'm right now. It looks like uh, people are saying he will. Yeah. We're up to eleven and a half. We opened at ten and a half. They laid me the ten and a half. They laid me the eleven. We're up to eleven and a half. I still don't see any line money coming in, so. Uh, they're not waiting. They're looking for Rodgers to make amends on his poor and what was about his worst performance I think I've ever seen out of him uh, last week. But uh, they think he'll make amends, and you know I, I can see their point. Um, you know, in the NFL, we always say you got to buy low and sell high. 
And uh, you're buying low on Aaron Rodgers right now, but I have a feeling that buying low won't last long. He's, he'll be back in form pretty quickly. Yeah, I know. My question is just, will it be week two? But we'll see. Hey, if you can get the revenge <laughs> the revenge game going just, uh, just right away. Um, we'll get more to the games on Sunday in a moment, but just Thursday night football. Uh, obviously, the Giants are... Money line betters are killing themselves right now that they weren't able to get uh, that, that last second field goal ruined things for him. But just what was the handle for Thursday night football? Oh, it was a terrific handle and great two way action. We actually, uh, I, I was pretty happy when he missed that first field goal. That would have been a perfect scenario for us. But when he hit the second one, still wasn't too bad. You know, all in all, we had a good night. Uh, handle was really good. And uh, I was a little concerned going into the day. Because two teams that, um, you know, in the old days, they used to really attract a lot of attention. But, uh, you know, the last couple of years, not so much. We had a backup quarterback playing for Washington. And, you know, uh, I was a little concerned that maybe we wouldn't have a big handle. We wound up with a huge handle. And it was, it was a very entertaining game. I heard some people say it was a sloppily played game. I can see their point. But the game was tremendously entertaining. And I got to say, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, I get the sloppy, though. Lots of penalties, things like that. Get crazy at the end, though. A lot of fun. Um, and that's just the handle, I think, is just representative of how hungry people have been for football, right? And now they've got so many options. It's wonderful. College football and NFL Sundays back every single weekend. In the in the college sphere, is there, like, obviously, it's got to be Alabama, Florida that's getting the most money, right? Well, right now, yeah, Alabama, Florida. I mean, that's a big marquee game. But, uh, you know, Kenny, I know in the last segment, was talking a lot about the uh, Auburn-Penn State game. That, that, listen, that's going to be probably the biggest handle of the day, mostly because it is the 430 TV game, national TV. So we always get a ton of action late. And, uh, and that is, listen, that's going to be a great game, a great intersectional rivalry. Uh, not a rivalry, really, but a great intersectional matchup. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, the handle, I think that in that game will surpass, will surpass all the rest uh, on Saturday. Steph linked up with you earlier, I know, to get your most interesting games this week in the NFL from the bookmaker's perspective. You had Saints and Panthers, Rams, Colts, and Raiders, Steelers. Why are these interesting for you guys at the book? Well, let's start with the Saints and Panthers. I mean, just while I was just getting on the air here, we had another limit bet on the Panthers, uh, plus a three and a half. So we have had, <laughs> I mean, I can think of about six or seven limit bets already on both sides of this game. Uh, so this has been uh, easily our biggest handle game of the week so far uh, with really great two-way action, you know, a lot of tickets being written. You know, a lot of the sharp money's on the Panthers this week. Um, you know, I kind of can see why. I mean, the Saints, you know, the old adage in the NFL, they're never as good or as bad as they looked the week before. Well, the Saints looked like they could beat anybody in the world. That's probably not going to continue. And Panthers, I think right now, they're really a well-coached team. They may have found their quarterback in Sam Darnold. Of course, Christian McCaffrey can uh, fill up a stat sheet. I think it's going to be a really good game. And, you know, when we're at three and a half, the wise guys come in and take the three and a half. But, of course, the public's all over the Saints. Because they do remember what they saw last week, and uh, you know, so they they have no trouble backing the Saints. And you know, at three is you know a relatively cheap number, at least the way they perceive it. But uh, tons of action on that game. Uh, what was the other? Oh, Raiders and Steelers. Well, listen, Raiders. You know, in this town, always with Raiders the Raiders. Always, <laughs> yeah, always going to attract a lot of attention. But of course, the Steelers 
have been a public team and, you know, they, they did fall apart at the end of the last season. And, uh, you know, a lot of people tend to forget. I mentioned a couple of times on Vison, they were the only team without a buy, not through their own fault, but, you know, Tennessee kind of screwed up their first one and Baltimore screwed up their second one that they kind of were going to work out a way to have. Uh, and then they did fall apart at the end of the season. I think the fact that they didn't have the buy and they are a little, they were a little old in certain areas. Uh, I think that really made them fall apart. But now they came out the first week. I thought they played not necessarily a tremendous game, but they had a couple of big plays from their big play athletes that helped them beat a serious Super Bowl contender in the Bills. So now they're back in the public eye. It didn't take much. Uh, so you got the Steelers, a very public team nationally. Raiders, obviously, a very popular team locally. Uh, tons of action on this game already. We opened the game. Uh, we opened in five and a half. They led me to five and a half. They led me to six and looked at six and a half. But I still have a lot of Raider money coming in. But just that Steeler money's overpowered them. Yeah, the Steelers. And, uh, the Steelers were a team I feel like that was so under the radar in the off season. Like nobody was really talking about them. And week one, all the talk in that game is certainly about Josh Allen and the Bills. And then Mike Tomlin and the Steelers just come out and do what they do year after year after year, even though nobody was talking about them. You know, it's funny around the league. The they had respect for the Steelers. It was the media that, and, and really even handicappers that uh, had no respect for the Steelers. I thought my biggest bet, like my yes, no's to make the playoffs. My biggest no bets are on the Steelers not making the playoffs. Uh, and also they were pretty much ignored uh, to win the division. I got a ton of money on them uh, under their season wins, which was a very modest eight and a half. So, yeah, I mean, uh, handicappers and media – did not like the Steelers, but around the league, the word was, eh, don't worry, this team will be okay. I don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they'll be okay. They'll be back to their winning ways. But okay. they, were, they had their winning ways last year, too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, if you had just any, you got 30 seconds, really short. Where are you guys, like, just, where? You, what's the team, what, what is the, oh my gosh, can I speak English? What is the book rooting for? There we go, got it out. I'll give you a game. Sunday night, we're going to need the Ravens for a fortune. That okay. one, I can tell you right now, we'll need the Ravens. Perfect. Thank you so much, Chris Andrews. Thank you for coming on. All right. Good talking to you. See you, Stormy. Believe it or not, people do pay me to talk. That was shocking. I could not say, what? How does that happen to somebody? It's my job. It's all right. When we come back, I'll be able to speak because I'm very passionate about this next topic. Five reasons. The San Francisco 49ers are going to come back and win the Super Bowl this year. And Rich Bon and Tony joins the show. Me and Dad talking Circa Millions. Stay with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free oddstrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books, access injury reports, in game action, and much more. When you go to oddstrader.com, Stormy Bonantoni here on my guys in the desert, wrapping things up here. We all know last year, 49ers, one of the biggest disappointments in the league last year. They ended up finishing last in the NFC West. But I say this year, they go from NFC worst to NFC best. 
and close out this year with a Lombardi trophy. Here's five reasons why the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. One, it's a little thing, but life is more normal. I know that's the same for everybody, right? Coming out of 2020 and how COVID restricted the year was. But remember, for a time, they were living in a hotel in Arizona for like a full month. No families, no facilities they were familiar with around them. And now, not displaced, not dismantled anymore. I think that's a reason to have confidence. Number four, the schedule has some hidden advantages here, okay? They face the fourth most challenging schedule in 2020, according to ESPN's Power Football Index. They have the third easiest slate in 2021, much less imposing. Divisional play, of course, is going to be the biggest test. But if you win those games, it's only going to make you better as a football team along the way and show you you can play with and beat anyone. Number three, I think week one taught us more than you might think. Did the Lions ultimately rally back late? Absolutely. But I think... Think about everything that went wrong. The onside kick that went off George Kittle's face mask. Debo's fumble in garbage time. Robbie Gold missed the field goal. Injuries, supplies, surprise inactives, non-utilized players, Trey Sermon, Brandon Ayuk, and they still put up 41 points on offense. It was just a series, an unfortunate series of events. It, it's not the norm. Just like the 31 turnovers they had last year, not the norms. These things kind of figure themselves out. Number two, which could easily be number one as well, improved health overall. This team was like they didn't have a single healthy body, it felt like, for most of the season. They were the most injured team. 17 players were on the injured reserve or the pup list at the end of the year, and only seven starters managed to play all 16 games. That's going to be a key this year for sure. You hope that Raheem Mostert and Jason Barrett going down early doesn't, you know, provide a spiral negatively. But look at these names last year. Jimmy Garoppolo, 10 games. Debo Samuel, 9 games. Raheem Mostert, 8 games. George Kittle, 8. Trent Williams, 2. D. Ford and Nick Bosa missed nearly the entire season. And Richard Sherman missed 11 games. So the top two pass rushers, Ford and Bosa, out the whole year. Each had sacks last week, by the way. And number one, two quarterbacks might actually be better than one. I know the old adage is that if you have two, you don't even have one. But I really like this situation here. Hate on them all you want, but Jimmy G wins 23-8 and as a starter with San Francisco. The team is 7-27 and without him. And when he got hurt in 2018 and 2020, look at who his backups were. C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. Gone are those days. Now you have Trey Lance, first-round draft pick, who's getting eased in. He's learning. He's got some packages sprinkled in. We all saw the touchdown. First career pass. Goes for a touchdown. We'll see how things progress. But I think regardless of the situation, either way, the floor and the ceiling are much higher at the most important position for the San Francisco 49ers. Time to welcome in my dad, <laughs> Rich Bon and Tony, 49er fan uh, and human who made me this way. But dad, can you tell that I wanted a guest that would be totally unbiased to my 49ers winning the Super Bowl list? Oh, yeah, you definitely unbiased. I think that would be the perfect word for you to describe what you just said. <laughs> what are your thoughts on their chances? Well, you know, I think we talked about it before. Let's uh, not have any injuries, and then we lose uh, two really good players for the club. I mean, and you're hoping because it's early they'll be able to do something with it. But, boy, oh, boy, if it starts off like this again, you see another 6-10 and 10 season and uh, – just nothing but despair, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Dad, I wish you could have seen your uh, your slate up there that had your name on it. It says Stormy's dad, contest teammate, degenerate gambler, all of which are true. That is the reason, though, by the way. I didn't just have my dad on the show for fun. He is my teammate in the Circa Millions contest. We're doing Survivor, all of the good stuff together. Uh, we went 4-1 and one last week, and so every Friday on the show, we're going to come on and kind of talk through our picks. 
And I have a bone to pick with you, Dad. Do you know what it is? Well, I have one with you now. Degenerate? How about determined? Determined <laughs> would have been a better word than degenerate. Uh, go on. Let's see what your bone is. Okay. Well, uh, determined degenerate. We'll change the graphic next time you're on. Um, but you tell me, week in and week out, Storm, you got to stop betting the favorites. Stop betting the favorites. Let's pull this up on the screen, Steph. You proceed to send me a post-it note yesterday with the picks that you want to talk through for uh, millions this week. And of the seven options that I have here, six of them, Richard, are favorites. Bills, Rams, Niners, Cardinals, Pittsburgh, Seattle. I do appreciate that you at least said, I hate me, so you you know. Did you see that? It was crumpled up after it was thrown into a wall and then I had to send it to you just because I, <laughs> I hate myself so much right now. I tried so hard to look at these underdogs and I'm listening to everybody on your, your shows and I'm reading and I'm like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I mean, just give me the NFC West, you know what I mean? And let's see what happens there. It's, I, I like defense and every one of these teams, I mean, an NFC West could win. And it, it's just, I, 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 my only one that I loved was the Cowboys and then the Lawrence gets hurt. I mean, so the score is going to be 62 to 59 over there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Your one underdog you have on there, Cowboys three and a half, and they terrify me because of that defense. Well, I, I guess I should have corrected myself. 62-59, I guess they would cover for the three and a half, but I'm, I'm kind of scared to death on that one. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and now, you know, people are talking about Arizona. And I talked to you about Arizona. I just, I love Kyler Murray being early in the season. He's a smaller guy. I think you're taller than him. And he's not been pounded around. Like, you know, the, the eighth game, tenth game, he gets beat up. He's not as quick, not as, as he is. So, like, right now, I mean, I love the Arizona Cardinals so much this week at home. The only thing that ever scares me is that Dalvin Cook, because he's a, he's a, that's a man's man, Mr. Cook, for the Vikings. Yeah, no question. And I, I am taller than Kyler Murray, Dad. Thanks for dropping that one out there. Uh, go through some of these games, though. Um, Bills at Dolphins, totally on board with. I, I love the Rams. Matt Stafford was insane week one. I think he's going to be great for that offense in Sean McVay. We all know I just did a whole spiel on the 49ers. Good there. Like I, I like where you're headed with all of these. Um, we talked a lot about with Kenny, the Pittsburgh versus the Raiders game. Like Obviously, Raiders have to go cross-country. That's probably one that you're the highest on, I would imagine. Well, I mean, it, it, and, but here you go. I'm, I feel like I'm Captain Obvious right now. Everybody knows West Coast team going back to the East. I, and I will never play. I will never play a team that has an overtime game. Yet, yeah, the the four teams at overtime games, you got people pumping up the Bengals and pumping up, and I'm like, wow, man, that that extra that extra quarter. That's why they're shortening everything because it's so hard on a team to go ahead and, and do that. Uh, but every variable, look at Pittsburgh's defense. I mean, the way that they played, and I, I'm just. Uh, traveling back there, ten o'clock game. Saying, I, I love Kansas City. Look, look at all the injuries that you've got over there with Westry and Stanley and Marcus Peters. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I'm probably going to lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Chris Andrews was just on the show and said the books need the Ravens bad because so much money oh. is coming in on Kansas City. Yeah, there, there you go. If, if the house needs it, there, there you just. We should put everything on every dog again and just, you know, here, watch us go four and one if we do all the dogs. But, but right now, I mean, I love, I love the NFC West. Uh, the only thing that scares me about the Bills and the, and the AFC is that you go down there, it's going to be 88 degrees with 75% humidity. And 
they may wilt a little bit in that third and fourth quarter like they did the second half against Pittsburgh. So the underdog I liked that you didn't have on your list was Cincinnati. Um, I liked them plus three at Chicago. Why, why was this one not on your list? I just told you they played an overtime but, game. But just, just because an overtime game, that's why? You think <laughs> I, the Bears I, I, are that much better than them with Andy Dalton? I, I, I do this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do people fans. see what I have to deal with? I, this, this is how my life is every day, every day. I, okay, I, for me, I, I have my own little list of things. Like, I never bet on a on a team that's went into overtime. I like strong. Like never teams. ever, you've never gone against your rule here. Only if it's in the playoffs. I, in the playoffs, sure I will, you know, but not not in a regular season game. I mean, I hate I hate division teams. I hate when Seattle and the Niners. Seattle can be uh, three and thirteen or three and twelve, and the Niners are twelve and three, and it's it's a field goal game. I, so I hate division games, and I hate West Coast teams going back to East Coast. And there's just and you know the the last thing I try to do is uh, the injury report on the last the, the last weekend between the injuries and COVID to see I might have six guys out of the game. So th- that's how simple I am. All right, we got to wrap it up here, Dad. But what's your survivor pick? What's your one game that's your guaranteed winner? You think? Well, I mean, everybody's going with the, the, the Browns and the Packers, so I'm I'm sure you'll do that because that's the biggest favorite on the board. Because you're already, you know, you're you're trying to save the Buccaneers so you can get the extra million from Mr. Stevens. Let me live. I do like the Browns. I do like the Browns. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate you coming on. We got to come up with a name for this segment. You're too busy coming up with segments for a mall and not me. Oh, oh! Did you ever tell tell them about that one? What's it? Hurry! You got two seconds. Go. Oh. Let's win them all with them all. There and you also, go. Kenny White got $10 a game because he was massaging Phil Oh, my God. I got to go. Bye, Dad. <laughs> Love you. Bye. We made we it. You, Week one in the books. That's going to do it for my guys in the desert. Come around next Monday.